<laughs> Unmute yourself. You have permission. Wait, can you hear me now? Unmute yourself. Hi, my name is Jamila. And I'm Sarah. And I'm Camille. And we are Unmuted. Welcome to our show. Everybody, welcome back. Welcome back to our show. Yeah, so it is already February 1st, Black History Month. Okay. Okay. Yes. Now, ladies, can we talk about a few things? Because it's been a lot on my mind. I don't know about you, but I want to talk about the strong Black woman these days. Okay. 21st century woman. And I also want to lead into love and relationships and how that even affects our mental health. So can we get into this, ladies? Three points real quick. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. So I'm just going to take a deep breath and blow it all out. because that is for all the strong black women. And the reason why I say strong black women with such an emphasis is because after a while, being that strong black woman, I absolutely get tired of it. (laughs) I just wanna be a real person after a while. Like there is an expectation for black women these days to be strong at everything. There is no time for vulnerability. There's no time for being angry. The only thing that we can be in America these days is strong. Anything outside of that is unacceptable. Um, What do you think? I think it's an important conversation that you know people have been having for a while because our identity as black women um has never been separate from like the reality of what this country was built on so we were never the like demure housewife you know we were always working we were always working alongside the rest of the people in our community and even since you know so many strides have been made thanks to our ancestors um we're still you know we're still trying to keep up like all of us as a as a community we're still trying to keep up so black women have to work hard and it's like this myth and this archetype that black women um you know are these strong matriarchs that don't need the same support as everybody else right Um, so yeah, I, I am glad you're bringing that up. Sarah, girl, weigh in on this. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, you know, um, especially you have to hone it down, you know, and being always the strong one, um, tough. Like, you know, like I do like that saying of check in on your strong friends. <laughs> Cause you know, we, we hope we have to seem like it's all together. We're all together. And, uh, got it all planned out and everything but uh it gets tough too you know have them definitely have them down days and them days that you don't feel too strong but you can't 
you know, allow that or it's not acceptable, I guess, to allow that vulnerability and that weakness, I guess, (laughs) in a way that you just have to, you know, put that strong face on and keep chugging along and making sure stuff gets done. Absolutely. I know that um, at the end of the day, especially being raised with a group of nothing but strong women in my life, you know, I, I saw them bleeding while bleeding. I saw them giving wisdom and still being weak on the inside for whatever reason. It's having to do with their love life or the jobs that they're working on and just life in general, not really feeling supported, but having to be the supporter. And that's why I really wanted to focus on us breaking down what really a strong Black woman means, maybe to you and to you, um, goddesses, because it means different things to everybody. But I like what you said, Sarah, when you say, at the end of the day, we still have to put that strong face back on and get it done. So... But for those who don't have the resources or they're at their wits end and they're hurting and they are needing help and they are needing healing, what do we what do we have to say to those women? I know for Jamila. me, I don't know. I feel no, like we are those women. Like I am those women. <laughs> you know, like I think I want to say I, I, I think it's changing like in terms of how we as black women, women of color relate to each other and that might just be the circles that I'm in because I'm studying counseling but a lot of people I know like my age the way that we connect is through vulnerability and I feel like we are very educated right now about mental health and like there's this huge push in our community to break the stigma and especially among women um but I think about like my mom's generation and like you Mm -hmm. said the, the women that I was raised around my grandmother like These are women who are always putting on um, that strong face and always giving everything they have. And like, even now when I'm with my godmothers and my aunties and my mom together, like I see how they relate. And it's very Mm -hmm. different from the way that me and and my friends my age relate. Like, I think we lead with vulnerability. And I notice with them, like, you know, they lead with a different thing and it's it's Mm -hmm. beautiful and it's powerful, but it's, it's changing. Um, so I just want to like give permission to my mom and to these women, you know, in the world who don't have a space um, where they feel like they can be vulnerable to like find that space and like lead with vulnerability and um, and be supported because we appreciate mm. That's good. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes. Okay. All we our great grandmas and grandmothers Aunties. and those who came before us. I shake. Yes. It's, and I appreciate the the model of staying strong. Like that's my mom used to say. Like sometimes you gotta fake it till you feel it, and that has served me. It doesn't always serve me. There's times where that has drove me crazy because I've been trying to pretend that I was okay when I wasn't. But there are days where you know I'm a, I'm I'm alright. Like I can I can pull it together. And I think about my mom and I think about you know that message of like just just when they go low go low you go high you know just all those positive messages of just being that model of positivity and that is a good thing even though it can be pressure it's also like a gift mm-hmm. and vulnerability like for me it's it's tough to be vulnerable and 
to you know show that sign of weakness or what which is sad because it shouldn't even be that way <laughs> it shouldn't even be right. it just it just is it should just be what it is um but definitely it's tough to let that guard down but for me it's really important for my self-care um that's where that comes in is that i have to fight or do so much and be so much and wear so many hats and you know show up for the world a certain kind of way every day that make sure i carve out that time that i need to touch back in with who i am and grounded and all of that stuff every day it takes some type of time out for self-care and tap back into that to refuel because <laughs> it's like if you're not good for yourself if you're not you know if yourself ain't good if you're not good with yourself <laughs> you're not good for anyone so you got to make sure you always are right within oh two snaps on that sister oh yes yes that's some real that's some real deep stuff both of you have said for the listeners and i'm really hoping you ladies are taking some notes because we're dropping some jewels for y'all today okay this is where you are able to be unmuted you can be strong and you can also be vulnerable at the end of the day you are free to be who you are authentically so I was also talking about this, ladies. Can I go a little bit deeper? (laughs) Yes. Okay, okay. So, okay, yeah, I know I got a little boyfriend now, right? Okay, so we've been hanging out for the last couple years, and it's been really, really good coming from my background with being married and divorced and having to learn about these personality disorders like narcissistic personalities and codependency personalities and (laughs) all the TIEs ladies but um at the end of the day you know just kind of reflecting on what it is that I really want when I come home and that is really a supportive guy like you know someone who can understand that I I am going to be that strong woman I'm going to get her done I'm going to do all these things but I need for you to be the place where it's nothing but peace. And I get it, right? I get it. We're going to have some some issues from time to time. But I don't want to be sleeping with the enemy. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Can we talk about mm-hmm. it? <laughs> it's so funny that you said that because I feel like all the memes I see is saying that to women. Like, be his peace, be his peace. But, like, who's, who's <laughs> <laughs> Right? Can we get some fucking peace? <laughs> Can I get some fucking peace? Exactly. <laughs> we need to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we exchange peace? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I don't have a love life, so I'm going to leave that to, to you and Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> no, my just doing good these days. Like, I mean, it's healthy you know, when I'm coming from toxic relationships, I had to learn what it was like to be in a healthy relationship. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Camille, about, you know, to be in the peace. It's like, you exactly, we, exactly, we have to wear so many hats and put so many faces on every day to come home to someone that's just like, cares about you, you know, cares about your day, you know, and just won't add to it, you know, won't add right. to the BS. And you know, and then I don't know. It's yeah, love is a uh, that's a scary thing. (laughs) That's and also a thing of vulnerability too. It's like that's tough. 
and authenticity you know yeah, yeah it's good and I like I like the fact that that there's good communication because we need to value what good communication looks like and I'm feeling these days sometimes when we fall into the, the strong black woman syndrome we start to use language that's demeaning to our, to our guys and you know coming from like I said a toxic relationship I could have easily taken taken that mindset into the new and probably would have spoken differently about him had he you know treated me differently I would I would be more corrosive <laughs> my my language would be a little bit more fiery but um, for good guys coming to lives for you know strong black queens you sometimes treat them very harshly so in all in, in the defense of the kings who are coming with with good intentions to date a strong queen we sometimes don't know how to receive that mm. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I know. I didn't be a little deep. I had to take a minute on that one. Like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I took a minute too. No, exactly. So it doesn't always fall on them, right? So yeah. exactly us of like stepping aside or allowing a man to be a man and a man to be, do what they do, you know? So, um, yeah to to allow that <laughs> like for me to be because I am a strong person a strong personality especially like in relationships and shit like it's hard for me to sometimes to be like to allow someone to do something for me and I think that's a part of my downfall is that because I'm oh I'm independent I can do shit for myself I don't need no man you know that type of attitude of growing up that way so and then to shifting into that's not it at all, but to actually be vulnerable enough to allow someone to step in and be that partner or, you know, that that man beside me, you know, it's interesting. Yeah. That's good. Otherwise, I'm going to go crazy. How about <laughs> that? I had to find a healthy relationship because I was where I was ready to just do me. I'm on my Queen Esther journey, you know. It's <laughs> I'm no longer settling. I'm no longer taking any more shit. I'm no longer being anybody's doormat. Like I'm a I'm a lover. I'm a healer, and I will change your life. But I'm not gonna do that at the sake of sacrificing myself. And so there's a lot of men out there that needs healing. And for a lot of queens, all my, you know, light workers, light healers and and magical queens who run across these relationships are automatically thinking that these men are our ministries. And I'm just saying, ladies, we're unmuting ourselves. They're, They're not our ministries. We are our ministry, right? All that begins at home first and foremost. So take care of yourself first and foremost and the right guy will look at how you treat you and will say oh yeah I I can match that and even do more that's what I'm talking about that's how my man's surviving I appreciate that idea and I think in a lot of ways that's where I'm at in my life like I'm I'm finishing up a master's degree um you know 
growing in my career and there's like different opportunities presenting themselves to me and I think that I want to be able to give all of my love and attention and energy to what I'm building within myself Mm -hmm. and I also think that my perspective on relationships and uh, family partnership and all of that has changed and it's been challenged like I grew up with a lot of fairy tales that, you know, probably should have come true by now, according to, like, that timetable. So Mm -hmm. I have to be open to new ways of thinking about relationships and love and partnerships. So I'm not, like, settled on what I think that should look like or what I think that should be. I think that we all have to, like you know, listen to what our lives are telling us about how relationships are meant to play out for us as individuals. And and there's like millions, there's countless of ways to experience love and, and be in relationships. So I'm trying to be open to that. I would love to, you know, have the, the fantasy that everybody dreams about, but I also feel like I don't want to act like that's the only way that love can show up because I think there's lots of fulfilling ways that we can experience love. Absolutely. I say. I completely agree on that one that um, everything's different. Everyone's different. Every relationship's different. And I think we hurt each other or um, trying to put our, um, you know, looking at someone else's relationship and it's like, why isn't my man doing that for me? Or why is not, why, you know, why is my relationship not like that one? And comparing it or you know love isn't showing up on time or the right right time or the way you feel or society has shaped that we should look at it and i think that's detrimental to us that we you know it it hurts us in the the end and it's like then your own relationship it may be different it may be a different kind of love and compassion relationship but then it looks like it doesn't look like how you feel it should have looked like and then you could you know close yourself off to something that's really beautiful Absolutely. Absolutely. That reminds me of uh, women dating outside of their quote unquote types. Mm. And it also brings me to another meme. <laughs> Y'all know I'm, I love this in social media. Follow me on IG. <laughs> Goddess Queen Awakening. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it just reminds me of given that type, you know, changing your type that might change your life. Give that a chance because that's exactly what happened to me. I was used to a certain type, but I did not realize that I was actually attracting the same type of toxic um, personality based on my level of healing. So I had to take a step back and do a lot of self-reflections and healing so that I could elevate myself on a higher frequency to therefore attract a guy who I really was feeling, you know? So I, I really, really am wanting to encourage women these days, especially those of us who are professional and we feel like there's not a lot of men to choose from or mates to choose from or people who, you know, we're, we're closed off to open yourself up to love in so many different ways and I am one to say I have learned so many things. I've laughed so much in my relationship. And even though I am a very fiery personality and, and am sensitive to any type of negativity, toxicity, anything like that. So I give him a hard time. But um, but I'm a queen. So, you know, we all have to 
work to achieve the love that we want. And that goes both ways. So, and I acknowledge him as a king too. And so when that's, when you get the spirit of reciprocity in place, then I feel like we got a good chance at love. Yeah, reciprocity is so important. That came up for me a lot this week. I was in a rehearsal. I'm in a play in March. We have a lot to talk about this, like, coming up. (laughs) But um, we were talking about love languages, and everybody has read that book. So everybody, like, immediately goes to, or even if they didn't read it, they heard about, you know, these love languages from that book. And um, there was someone in the group who said that their love language was reciprocity and clear communication and it was like oh (laughs) (laughs) there's more than gifts love language like isn't that we are all in need of um and why is that such a hard thing to find like why is that such a profound thing to say that and clear communication are love languages that is an important word in friendships and everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what makes our collaboration so beautiful. Even with sisters, you know, we have clear communication. And I appreciate that. And we both have, all of us, um, reciprocity. I have reciprocity with you, Jamila, as well as with you, Sarah, and together, the synergistic um, dynamic we have and passion we have for women and empowerment really, really builds my soul. And it helps me to just overflow my cup to share with others. So I appreciate you, you both. Because sisterhood is important, especially when we deal with Black mental health. A lot of people feel alone. You feel alone in your fight. You feel alone in your struggles. Some people feel badly for even being in a situation, so they hide it. So I know, you know, with mental health coming on the rise and the awareness being increased by a lot of people these days, celebrities, I love Taraji P with the work that she's doing, you know, and I'm loving more and more organizations that are forming to support the the growth and a lot of people like you, Jamila, you know, coming through the, the, the master's program, talking about mental health and how important is it, you know, talk to me a little bit about what you're seeing in the field. It's, I mean, for me, it's a personal journey because... I mean, I'm not unfamiliar with the inside of a mental hospital, so (laughs) (laughs) it's something that, um, you know, is central to, like, my understanding um, of the world, that, like, we're all having an experience that we're perceiving through our mind, and we're creating our experience with our mind. So if our minds are not sound, we're having a really hard time both expressing ourselves and also receiving what our lives are expressing back to us. Um, so for me, mental health is just like it's just like a lens to understand reality. I think there's lots of different ways that I have been, you know, been able to understand my reality. But right now, mental health is like feels really important. Um, And I think that what I'm seeing in the field is like a huge movement of 
black women, like black women and queer men and trans people who are the people in our country that, you know, have the least, um, have the most uh, like negative statistics around outcomes when it comes to mental health, get the least support, get the least um, quality care. And Mm. those people are stepping into the field and being like, you know, we have a voice, we have an understanding of ourselves traditional books and these traditional diagnoses and ways of treating um, don't work for everybody and mm-hmm. you know they're not even if they do work they're not being made accessible to everybody in a way that's fair so I'm seeing this beautiful movement towards change and I really think that the other thing that I'm seeing is how much power psychology psychiatry clinical mental health structures have in mm-hmm and upholding like the status quo for all other situations like every single field politics economics anything that you deal with in this country um psychiatry mental health like the human mind um is a big part of that it's it's essential to it Mm -hmm. not to mention like all the money that is made by hospitals and you know private companies not to mention um all the like manipulation and racism that goes into um the way that people are diagnosed like there's just so many layers to it and I think it's it's an important topic I guess absolutely I think we were talking about um there was an article that was just shared with me earlier today even and it was talking about the APA um the American Professional Psychology Association just you know released an article apologizing for their role in the very thing you just talked about so hey guys definitely go check out the article it's powerful and in that same lane and vein I want to switch gears because I know that that can get very dark and gloomy and I know that there's a lot of help that is rushing towards that field to help replenish that uh, which has been has been depleted and and at least trying to uh, definitely just delete altogether so I'm happy that we are being very much mindful of our mental health and Sarah you talked a lot about self-esteem I love self-esteem I'm so much a fan of it and with your photography I want to pull in a little bit of your thoughts and feelings about art and how photography and imagery and those types of things help us with um, improving our mental health uh, yeah it does um, it does exactly exactly what you um, subject yourself to and I know with me, with photography or just art or just any type of music, it, even music, like just getting out and seeing the beautiful things that the world have to offer, has to offer. And um, I do really want to touch on just about the the so many men that I know who are getting that help that and, and tapping into that, realizing, taking away that that um, that stereotype of uh being too strong that actually are dealing with their mental health issues and i'm loving seeing more and more so every year we do the mental health um nami walk um for the last couple years and this year was pretty awesome there were so many black men that showed up it was so awesome that to see that to for them to actually start supporting and, and acknowledging and actually dealing with their shit you know like we all do yep. women too like it's you know um 
taboo or whatever um, in the black community to, you know, that we, to deal with our mental health issues. And I'm seeing more and more actually putting that to a side and getting, and it not being, it's not something wrong. You know, we all have some type of something and to deal with it. I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. Can I just to that point, I want to show Yeah. Our Perry, um, my, this is my homie from Temple University. Um, he is running a black men's mental health collective called The Village. Um, and he has a podcast called Black Men Speak. Um, I think that's what it's called. But look up Jamar Perry, The Village, because he's doing some really dope stuff for um, black men's mental health. And that also, as I'm giving a shout out, I need to, and I should have done this when we first started, I want to thank everybody who supported me um, in this letter writing campaign to the California state prisons where they were not taking good care of, um, speaking of men of color, um, people of color. They weren't doing a good job taking care of them around COVID and, and we started a movement and there's been a lot of change. I need to thank everybody Yay! Absolutely, absolutely. I am so overjoyed for the support and the awareness that's been growing. Um, I'm really hoping that we continue, all of us, take you know a little slice of our lives out to support the movement and and really making sure that we do that work for ourselves <clears throat> and be the be the the, the leader to to help show others that it's not bad you know it's not bad to want to talk to somebody it's not a bad thing to say i need help it's not a bad thing to actually deal with the trauma that we have been living with born into generationally up into our everyday experiences it is okay to deal with that on a professional level mental health definitely shouts out for that so yeah lady this is amazing i'm really happy for for everyone's growth and development and really being intentional about what it is that we want um, this month as we celebrate Black History Month. Yes, and just to close out, as we celebrate Black History Month, please, um, you know, follow us on Instagram, look out for some things. We're going to be doing a few things in the community, like some virtual community building um, this month. And next month I'm in a play and <laughs> also um thank you to everybody who li- Go. thank you to everybody who listened we got such great feedback um from the people who texted us and hit us up on facebook um so <laughs> continue to to support we need all the support we can get because we're really just doing this um for y'all yay and thank you everybody you yes. can follow me at jamila b capitman on instagram and you can follow me sarah montez photography on instagram whoop, whoop. And you can also follow me at Goddess Queen Awakening underscores in between. Look forward to talking to you all. See you next time. Peace and love, love. <laughs> and, and a whole lot of life. <laughs> <laughs>